the Bearing Fruit Podcast. Happy Monday. I hope you've had a great restful weekend and a great start to your week. I actually know not everyone listens to this on the Monday, on the day it's uploaded, so happy day, whatever day you're listening to this on. And I know that not everyone who's actually listening to this is even from Australia, which I kind of touched on last week, which blows my mind still that people are listening to this from overseas just all over, like just everywhere like it's not even just from Australia it still blows my mind so if you are listening to this on the day it's released and you're not from Australia it is probably a Sunday for you so happy Sunday um, also it has been one whole month since the podcast has gone live how crazy is that one whole month since I have launched this podcast and since I've been talking to you it has been so amazing I cannot believe a month has flown by um, I know it's probably not the quickest month for some of us in lockdown but in terms of this podcast um, it is probably the quickest month that has gone by this year for me um, it's crazy a whole month of you guys just supporting me and um, it really motivates me when um, people send me messages saying how much it's helped them and yeah, I just love it. I love doing this. Um, so thank you for your love, your support and your prayers. It's been amazing. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is actually an important topic as Christians or as followers for us to kind of um, know the difference between. So by the title, it is Condemnation versus Conviction. So there's a lot that can be actually said about this topic, but I'm just going to kind of talk about the basic meaning without making it too complicated. Um, I don't want it to be too um, difficult to understand. I just want to make it as simple as possible, and I'm not going to go into too much detail. I just want to run down the basics. All right. So what do you think it means by condemnation versus conviction? Do you know where each of these stem from? So, as human beings, when we make mistakes, we either feel guilt, shame, um, regret, whatever it is. All those negative emotions when we have slipped up, right? It's just the natural human response to feel those things. But these feelings don't always come from the same source. So I'm going to help you today to just distinguish the two when it comes to condemnation and conviction. When we look at the Greek meaning of condemnation, it quite literally translates to judgment, punishment and penalty. That's the overarching definition of condemnation. So if we look in the Bible, if we look at Romans chapter 8, you can find it in verse 1, It reads, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law law of the Spirit who gives us life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So then if what the Bible says about condemnation, that we believers, that there is no condemnation for us believers, then why do we feel those emotions, that guilt, shame and regret? Why do we feel them? Well, friends, let me introduce you to the source of all condemnation, Satan. He actually needs no introduction because he is always trying to ruin our lives. He, Satan just 
tries to tear you down when you make mistakes through guilt and shame, probably being the most prominent feelings you feel when you slip up as human beings, right? We all make mistakes. So why do we feel so strongly? Why do we feel so guilty, so shameful when we slip up and we make those mistakes? See, condemnation is constantly trying to point out what a failure you are and how much of a horrible person you are. You know, you slip up, you make those mistakes. Well, that is your fault. You should have known better. What are you doing even making those mistakes? That says so much about you. That says so much of the person you are. That is the lies Satan feeds us. That is called condemnation. See, Satan just likes to point out our flaws through condemnation. He loves to show you your mistakes, but will never show you the solution, right? See, if we look in the Bible, John chapter 12, verses 47, Jesus clearly states that I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. So then, what does conviction mean? If we've kind of covered the base of what condemnation means, what does conviction mean? Well, conviction, on the other hand, quite simply means to convince someone of the truth through their conscious right? It's a strong persuasion. So conviction in the biblical sense is done through the work of the Holy Spirit. And speaking from a personal experience, before I truly knew the Lord, I think the only thing I ever did feel when I made mistakes was condemnation. I felt guilty. I felt regretful. I felt ashamed because I, do, I would just say, you know, I should have known better. You know, I know not to do those things. And I made a mistake and I did those things. I did exactly those things. I'm a failure. I can never do anything right. But after growing my relationship with the Lord, now if any mistakes sit heavy on my heart, before I let it kind of marinate in my soul and disintegrate within my heart, I will immediately feel convicted and conviction is actually something we as believers should really be praying about we should really be asking God to convict us when we make mistakes because you don't want to feel ashamed guilty or filled with regret you don't want to feel condemned you need to feel convicted and conviction I think is the biggest blessing because we as believers as followers of Christ we need to be able to make that discernment, right? So if uh, before I let any of those mistakes sit heavy on my heart, I know immediately it's the Holy Spirit trying to convict me because I will feel those emotions before the guilt and the shame and the regret rises. I will feel this strong emotion. I feel the Holy Spirit trying to let me know through my conscience, persuading me that I need to repent, I need to ask God for forgiveness and there's nothing to be ashamed about because Jesus died exactly for this reason. He died exactly to wash us of our sins. So if we're not making use of the Holy Spirit, if we're not repenting, then Jesus dying for us would have made no difference. If we're just going to let that sin dwell within us, then Jesus dying for us would have made quite literally no difference. So after you, you've slipped up, of course we all do, 
we are human beings, after we feel like we've made a mistake, immediately turn to the Holy Spirit. Immediately ask God to forgive you. Because that's when conviction comes into play. Before you let the shame, before you let the guilt, before you let the regret and all those negative emotions sit in your heart, you need to ask the Holy Spirit, right, to give you that conviction, give you that peace and just ask the Lord to forgive your sins. It is, you know, it is really just as simple as that. People have this preconceived notion of we have done wrong, now I'm going to pay the consequences of it. And as a believer, that couldn't be further from the truth. As the son of or daughter of Jesus, that couldn't be further from the truth. He wants to wash your sins away. You don't have to hide. You don't have to hide away from your sins because Jesus, the Lord already knows that you've sinned. There's no point in hiding it. There's no point in kind of digging a hole in your heart and kind of pushing that aside. There is no point in doing all of that because he already knows. So in the moment, when as soon as you've you know, realized you've made a mistake, you've slipped up, just turn to God. Ask him. It is so easy. I know it's not easy to sit with that, you know, regret, to sit with those mistakes. I know it's not easy to sit with that, but it is as easy as just going to the Lord, just asking him, please just forgive me for what I have just done, you know. And every time I feel that conviction, I feel it, I repent. And do you want to hear what the best part is? I am never reminded of that mistake again. It never sits in my heart or in my mind or in my soul. I feel clean. I feel like, okay, next chance, another chance. I don't feel guilty or ashamed or regretful for what I've done because I've turned to the Lord most importantly and he has washed away my sins and now fresh start. I don't get reminded of the mistakes of my past. It is easy to go down that road if you let your mind go there. And some days, Satan will try and play the past. He'll play that card with you. He'll pull that card out and he will make you remember all your past mistakes. The, you know, all the wrong you've done. But when you can, when you are convicted and you ask the Lord for forgiveness... It doesn't sit in your heart anymore. It's not the same feeling. And I feel like if you have asked the Lord of this after you've done wrong or whatever it is, I, I feel like you will know what I'm talking about, what I'm trying to say here. Because it is not a mistake that will sit with you forever. Once you truly ask the Lord to forgive you, it is gone. He truly forgives you. Now, how many of us can actually earn that eternal forgiveness on this earth? It's not the same. It's not the same as your friend forgiving you or your family forgiving you or a partner forgiving you or a co-worker forgiving you or an employer forgiving you. It's not the same. When God forgives you, you forget it. He forgets it. And it's next chapter. Never reminded of it again. But I also want to point out that conviction is not only after the fact. And what I mean by that is you don't just get convicted after you've made a mistake or after you slipped up or after you've asked God for repentance. It can be before the fact as well. You know, before you feel that temptation rising up to 
do wrong or act a certain way or say something rude and you know nasty to someone whatever it is before the fact you can feel convicted and it is important as well not to dismiss that conviction before you commit the sin or before you do wrong or before you make a mistake that feeling before you do those things that's the lord convicting you that's jesus trying to get into your consciousness and telling you hey there's another way out of this you don't have to do what you're going to do so conviction doesn't just have to be after the fact it can be before it can be the holy spirit resisting you from temptation or speaking to you through your conscience if what you're doing is right conviction conviction is just the holy spirit showing you the answer before or after it doesn't have to be just after or just before it can be either or it can be during the mistake you know you can immediately feel okay what i'm saying right now what i'm doing right now or how i'm acting right now is wrong i should stop and so really conviction is a blessing here because you need that you need conviction you need you need the holy spirit telling you that whether you, what you're doing is right or wrong because that is the only way that we can move on as Christ, move forward as christians otherwise we are stuck in this rut of making mistakes and then what feeling guilt shame regret all the emotions that satan wants us to feel and and then what we can we even feel new can we even feel whole can we even feel like we can forgive ourselves for our past mistakes i don't think i don't think we can i don't think it works like that at least not from my experience you know if i was trying to be this different person it's hard to move on from my past if i haven't asked god to forgive my sins right and if i haven't forgiven myself for what i've done you know that's called mercy really i've i've spoken about this on um i think not the last episode i think it was the no more pity parties god showing us this mercy right it is important that you use that to your advantage don't let that slip out of your hands it is so important for conviction to be the main you know source in our lives when it we do good bad whatever it is conviction is important as followers of christ you know i can speak a whole episode on forgiveness but i think many times we make a mistake no matter how big or small and then satan tries his luck to make you feel miserable at it right he makes you feel miserable about it but god literally says come to me and i will forgive your sins i will wash away your sins jesus not only is willing to forgive you but he deeply desires to do so he just wants you to turn to him he longs to be gracious and compassionate to you if you just let him and in the bible in first john chapter 1 verses 9 it reads if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he defeated death. He defeated sin. He's already overcome sin. So don't let Satan feed you the lies through condemnation. Condemnation literally shouts, "You are a failure. Look at you making the same mistakes again. Your past is as dirty as your soul." That's Satan for you. only showing you the problem never the solution but conviction the holy spirit through conviction shows you the answer he shows you the solution and friends it's never too early or too late to ask jesus forgive for forgiveness
that's so important but remember you don't have to keep begging for it either because when you ask him once about forgiving a specific sin he looks at your heart and how truthfully you want to receive his mercy and he will clean clean your spirit see through the blood jesus shed on the cross he uses that same blood to wash us of our sins so i want you to know how opposite how different condemnation and conviction are condemnation attacks your identity it attacks you and who you are in god and conviction just corrects your behavior satan is such a deceiver you know i was watching this video of this woman she was saying just specifically about sin and how evil um satan is when it comes to when we make mistakes how he deceives us and she was saying satan loves to minimize sin before you do it but he loves to maximize sin after you do it if that makes any sense so say i'm going to give you just a broad example say you're lying to your boss about something and before you go to lie you're just like oh it's just a white lie you know i'm not gonna get caught it's nothing major it's just a small tiny white lie um no one's gonna get hurt right that is satan minimizing the sin before you do it then you go to your boss you lie about whatever it is that you lied about and after you've lied you feel so heavy in the heart right you feel like you're about to get caught you are a disgrace to your employer he maximizes the sin after you do it he loves to make it something that will corrupt you but before you sinned it was it was nothing he just said go ahead do it it's no one's gonna get hurt you're fine you know it's just a tiny white lie but after you do it he's like you you are a disgrace why would you lie you know your mistakes are just as bad as who you are you're so untruthful um you're gonna get caught all of these things he feeds you right he's such a deceiver he loves to minimize sin before you do it and loves to maximize it after you do it see i think god has given us a spiritual gift of discernment through discernment and conviction from the holy spirit god guides you to help you arrive at the right decision at the right choices See, he is not here to control you because we've been given free will on this earth and that's just what comes with being human because there are a lot of people out there like, you know, why can so much evil happen? And then there are people out there who are like, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that. If God was controlling your choices, which he isn't, then everything would be fine. But he doesn't have reign over your choices. That's your choice to make. So you need to make sure you're making the right choices here. You make a mistake, remember who's feeding you those lies. You make a mistake and just go to Jesus. He is ready. He desires to wash you of your sins. I'm just going to read you a uh, Jesus Calling devotional, which I mention every week. <laughs> I'm going to read you a passage. It reads, I love you for who you are, not for what you do. Many voices of why try to control of your mind especially when you sit in silence you must learn to discern what is my voice and what is not ask my spirit to give you this discernment many of my children run around in circles trying to obey the various voices directing their lives 
This results in fragmented, frustrating patterns of living. Do not fall into this trap. Walk closely with me each moment, listening for my directives and enjoying my companionship. Refuse to let other voices tie you up in knots. My sheep know my voice and follow me wherever I lead. Refuse to let Satan condemn you. Right? In this passage, it, he really, Jesus really just says, listen to just my voice. Forget the nonsense. Forget the lies. Forget what Satan is trying to feed you. Just ask for my discern, ask the Holy Spirit for discernment, for conviction. Let Jesus know you want his conviction because conviction is really a blessing. It really is a blessing. I crave conviction because I want to be a better version of myself. I want to grow. I want to learn to be the best follower of Christ. I want to represent Jesus in the best way I can. And the only way I can do that is through conviction, is if I know my mistakes, if I know what is right and wrong. I crave conviction so I can do my best to live right by God. I'm completely far from being perfect. That's for sure. I'm completely far from being perfect. I'm the opposite of what a perfect person looks like if there is such a thing. You know, this is what I wanted to say when I first started the podcast is God chose the most imperfect person, the person who is probably uh, someone who makes so many mistakes every day. He chose someone who is so imperfect to do something like this. Okay, so I am completely far from being that perfect person. But I also know that through conviction, I'm so far from where I was from that original person of my the original version of myself you know if I even look back to last year this time I'm so different or even like the start of this year I'm not the same person and that is only because of conviction that is only because the Holy Spirit tells me what is right and wrong through discernment through conviction and I know through conviction and repentance sin has no hold on me and that goes for you too see Jesus won He's one. Satan has no place in your heart. Be bold and let him know that Jesus rules that precious heart of yours. Be bold and tell him that. Do not let him feed those lies of guilt, shame and regret when you make mistakes, when you slip up. Right? That is just in your nature. We are sinners. We are born sinners. So it is going to happen. We are going to make mistakes every day. But do not let those lies that Satan feed you corrupt your mind and your heart and your soul. Jesus has won and Satan has no place over that precious heart of yours. Join me in prayer, guys. Dear Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price on the cross. Thank you for defeating death. Thank you that sin no longer has control over us. Holy Spirit, come into our hearts. Create and renew our souls so that it has room for only conviction. Thank you, Jesus, that you love us even though we make mistakes. Thank you that there's no sin that is too big for you, for you to wash, for you to cleanse us of. You tell us to come just as we are, so that our hearts can only be filled with your love and repentance. I ask all of this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you for being here. I'm so glad um, you are sticking by me <laughs> a whole month later. Um, thank you so much for your love and support. Make sure you're following the podcast on any of the streaming services wherever you're listening to this on whether it be spotify um apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor wherever it is 
but um, I'm sorry today's um, episode was a bit of a long one, um, but thank you guys for joining me. Make sure you are following along on the Bearing Fruit Pod Instagram page. That's always um, updated. That's always I'm always active on that page, always posting. So make sure you're following along. Um, I upload every Monday at 7 a.m. So thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you for being amazing. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. And I will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye.